Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Seton, what if I told you there's a bacon, then there's number one thick cut, tastes like a touchdown in your mouth bacon? You must be talking about Wright brand bacon because mm-hmm. they are not playing when it comes to the premium quality of their bacon. It's thick cut, hand trimmed, and real wood smoke. Real. And you can tell. So why settle for average bacon when you can have the real stuff? That's right. And if you're looking to upgrade any meal, any meal, try Wright brand bacon. That's called Wright brand bacon. You won't regret it. Experience bacon the right way. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. John Smoltz joining us. John, part of the uh, Fox Sports 1 broadcast. Uh, Red Sox Rays for Game 1 and Game 2. That starts tomorrow night, followed by MLB Network's exclusive broadcast of Game 3 on Sunday at 4 Eastern. We were just talking about stadiums, John. If I said best stadium to pitch in what would you say uh today best stadium i mean the old astro stadium just doesn't get any better than that i mean throw fastballs 95 <laughs> percent, see if they could hit it out of the stadium there's not many of those anymore unless wrigley's blowing in uh so i would say if the wind's blowing in wrigley but in the stadiums today i mean dodger stadium's pretty fair you know i'm not this marine layer thing that's been talked about, whether it's gone or there, the ball travels, doesn't travel at night, travels during the day. But Dodger Stadium's a pretty fair place to, to pitch when uh, the thick marine air is uh, at night. What's the worst stadium to pitch in? Oh, my goodness. There's more of those than there's ever been. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, Camden Yards is a great place to hit. Uh, small American ballpark in Cincinnati. Uh, I call it small American ballpark because it's very tiny. Uh, the central seems to be one of the worst places to pitch when it comes to the teams. And of course, Colorado's not fun at all. When, when you think about uh, a visitor in Colorado, great place to watch a game, not a great place to pitch. If you're a pitcher. What about San Francisco? <clears throat> that feels like it. There's parts of it. That's a good pitcher's ballpark. Yeah, the new stadium's fantastic as far as the weather. You know, the weather at Old Candlestick could have been uh, you start at 70 and you finish at 40, it seemed like, when the layer would come in over that. I don't know who thought putting a stadium right behind that rock was a, was a good idea, but I wasn't, I'm wasn't. i a fan of the new uh, stadium in San Francisco. Very fair. Uh, if you hit it down the lines, you can go. So they've, uh, they've uh, maximized what I thought was the impossible in the fact that they hit so many home runs, I didn't think that was part of the, I, I mean, this has been the most amazing year 
of storylines of predictions that you never thought would happen. They're leading the case for the most unpredictable uh, success story. How does it happen? I, you know what? I, I'd like to say this is not a formula for success long-term, year to year. They, they have made every right decision. They've had every right player in the right spot, give their organization, managerial, all their strategy. I don't know that that can continue year to year. You can't keep plugging in those kind of things. But I will say this, they're older guys that, which I'm a fan of because, you know, analytics says you're old, so you can't play at 30. They've had a little chip on their shoulder. They've been healthy and they have delivered big time. So that has been a kind of like a, uh, an organization filled with players that you see there longer than most, and it's paying off. They've won a few championships. This year, I'll be the first to tell you, I got on, you know, beginning of the year, no chance. They weren't even in the discussion. And that's why I said it's the most remarkable year I can ever remember from a team that maybe should have won 75 to 80 games, won 106 or seven. That That, to me, is a great credit to their organization. Are you all on board with the uh, playoff format, the one-game playoffs? No. No, I never have been. I can say that consistently. I, I understand um, why it was put in place. Ironically, it was probably put in place because of the 1993 uh, Giants and Braves race to the pennant, and we won it on the last day, and the Giants had 103 wins and didn't make the playoffs. There comes the one-game playoff to try to – secure a team like that situation. Now, fast forward this year, if both these teams end up not moving on, you're going to see a change, I believe, in the playoff format because you it's hard to imagine that you would have a 105-win team, which easily could lose to the St. Louis Cardinals, not move on, and our whole season is based on the you know uh, uh, most wins. I think, if anything – Dan, I would tweak, if they don't want to make a wholesale change, I would tweak a scenario where you have tonight, the Cardinals should have to beat the Dodgers twice, right? I mean, the Dodgers won a hundred and some games. The Cardinals did a great job down the stretch, but the team with the best record in the wild card should at least have an advantage to where they, they only have to win once and the second team has to win twice. Personally, I'd like to see playoffs always have a two out of three. No matter what scenario you set out, it needs to be a series. You need to have a fighting chance. And I think we need to start rewarding the teams who have the best record, give them a buy, so that when they play a team that's already played two out of three, there's your incentive for the team that's won all those games. Otherwise, you know, it is a little bit more random. Let me look at last night's game. Aaron Boone takes out Garrett Cole. And yeah. I don't know if you run the risk of embarrassing your pitcher, your $300 million pitcher in a situation like that I mean I applaud Aaron Boone for doing it because I think it was the right call but man that's difficult for a guy who's probably got his job on the line and you're going out there and taking the ball from your your starting pitcher what did you think of that move at the time well let's just say Garrett Cole the last three outings haven't been Garrett Cole and I know he had the hamstring injury and there's probably something to do with that because he when Garrett Cole doesn't look like Garrett Cole, you throw everything out the window because it's that one game scenario that you needed a great performance. And it just didn't look like he was on his top of his game. You don't have the time and luxury as a manager to factor in all that. So I thought it was a really good move to just at least give them. And it worked out because he got out of an impossible situation. Holmes did a great job. So those one game playoffs are another reason why I don't like it. They're manager killers. Uh, you basically don't have the luxury 
of a lot of things because the panic and stress on that game doesn't leave you any room for error. And the Yankees aren't good enough to hate anymore, right? One World Series in 17 years. That's a good point because, you know, the stress on the Dodgers and the Yankees was the highest it's ever been. The Dodgers won the World Series last year. They had one in 30-some years. Those are two iconic organizations. There's so much pressure on the Yankees right now and certainly that organization for what they built. But you're right. This year just was a roller coaster year. They've been through everything. Their offense was hot and cold. And I think that's not a good formula for a deep run. I mean, they're certainly going to be right back there next year and could be the favorites. Who knows what the offseason brings. But this year was the streakiest, most unpredictable baseball season I've ever seen. You're talking about teams losing records uh, on the road. uh, And then you're talking about home teams, uh, teams that have won games over 10 in a row multiple times. So it's a crazy year. It's one of those that I think a lot of people were waiting to see after the COVID year of the short short season, how it was going to play out. He's John Smoltz, the Hall of Famer, and he'll be part of Fox Sports 1's broadcast, Red Sox at the Rays, Game 1, and uh, also Game 2. That starts tomorrow night. Um, I look at the, the Dodgers situation where you've been great all year long, but then you run into one of the hottest teams that we've seen in recent memory. How do you, ha- how do you handicap this game with these two? Well, the beautiful thing for both teams, they have the pitcher they want on the mound. Sometimes you get into these games, you don't have the luxury. The Dodgers were almost forced to play that. It would have been interesting to see how the Dodgers played the one-game playoff to determine a division championship had they been in that spot. So I think there's some relief in that regard where they can put everything towards this one game. Uh, but it's a high stress and kind of flip of the coin. Adam Wainwright, the veteran, of course, my former teammate, both pitchers know how to pitch in big moments. So that won't be unnerving. Uh, it's going to come down to who can kind of like last night's game, who can score first and create pressure on the manager. I couldn't help but notice, and maybe there's nothing to it. When Kershaw was pulled from his last start, he kept the ball. He walked off the mound with the ball. <clears throat> I know he doesn't need Tommy John surgery. He's been through an awful lot. Do you think there was anything to that that Kershaw kept the ball when he walked off the field? You know, until you mentioned it, probably wouldn't have thought twice about it. But having the kind of career he's had and where he's at in his career, I know this year there was a lot of talk possibly of could he be headed for Tommy John. You know, you're talking about Kershaw and Verlander, two I consider surefire Hall of Famers that have some life left in their game and probably don't need anything more to get there. But I know Verlander coming back from Tommy John as an older guy, he wants to win a lot more games. And I would think Kershaw is similar, but winning the world series maybe takes a lot less stress off of him from having to prove to people so many much more, but it's a great question. I didn't even think about it because you don't ever take a ball (laughs) off the mound as uh, the season ends. Yeah, you don't like you have to hand it to the manager when he comes out. That's that's part of the uh, the ceremony there. Yeah, yeah. It's an interesting interesting uh, thing to follow. Is I'm, I'm sure the Dodgers are uh, monitoring that very closely. Yeah, and he's going to miss the postseason because he's got that forearm elbow injury. Like it, I I don't know exactly what that is. It more elbow than forearm, John? You know. Typically in, in a pitcher, the opposites work. The top of the, the, the arm is going to be you concerning here. If it's the bottom side, you're not as concerned. But forearm's never a great issue to have unless it truly is um, 
not connected to the elbow, which is hard to imagine that they wouldn't. A lot of forearm injuries usually turn into what people talk about as a precursor to Tommy John, but not necessarily in his case. It it could be something different. Before you go, introduce America again to the Tampa Bay Rays. (laughs) I just don't get it. Like I I, I really am in awe of what they've been able to do. Uh, I will spend all day Thursday getting introduced to the Tampa Bay Rays because I will be doing a deep dive into their rotation, which is almost brand new. Uh, their bullpen is as interchangeable parts. Their offense seems to just slug. Um, Wander Franco is the real deal because when everyone was wanting him up in the beginning of the year and they delayed his clock for obvious reasons, but they're going to start two rookies that you rarely see from a team that almost won the world series that left two of their stud starters to go somewhere else. I, I, the Rays are, are an amazing organization that, uh, quite frankly, a lot of people stop trying to figure out. And they just go with it. And when they push a button, you know it might be the right button. Of course, last year, the button that was pushed in game six filled their formula of while they went about their business. But a lot of people you know, would wonder what would have happened if they left in Blake Snell. They don't even think about it. They turn the page because they are on a quest to prove everybody wrong. Always great to catch up with you, John. Have fun uh, with the Red Sox and the Rays. Thank you, bud. Looking forward to it. Thanks. That's John Smoltz, Hall of Famer, MLB Network Analyst, MLB on Fox Analyst. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. Whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, 
Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I don't know. Take over a minute to down a two-liter? Well, if you have, then you're going to love Pick 6. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. Bring in Chris Mannix here. Uh, we got a lot of NBA stuff happening, but it's happening off the, the floor here. Let me start with the Nets with Kyrie Irving. And let's assume that he continues this stance. He's not getting vaccinated. What's going to happen? Is he tradable, Chris? He is largely untradable, I would say. I don't think anybody is completely untradable, but the teams I talk to around the league about Kyrie's trade value are essentially operating under the assumption that if you trade for him, there's a decent chance he'll just retire and decide he doesn't want to play anymore. Um, As a player, there are lots of teams that would love to get their hands on him. He has a relatively reasonable contract with only one year left on it. He can opt out after next season. Uh, But the -the off-the-court stuff and the uncertainty surrounding what he wants, um, that makes it him very, very difficult to trade. What is this costing him financially, or what could it cost him? Well, my understanding is that I don't know what, what if anything, the Nets are dinging him for missed practices this week. I don't know if they're doing anything. You know, they don't have – he's not breaking their rule. He's breaking the city ordinance um, or the executive order, whatever you want to call it. So I don't know if they're dinging him anything. But my understanding is that if he misses, I believe it's Friday's preseason game in Brooklyn – it's around $380,000 and will be $380,000 every time he misses a game. And the NBA has been very clear. If players miss games because of uh, these city ordinances, uh, they are going to get fined. They will not be paid you know, effectively game checks as a result of it. That is 
in his own words, exactly why Andrew Wiggins decided to get vaccinated uh, this week. He didn't want to lose all that money. So if Kyrie decides to sit out, the big ding comes when uh, that first game happens on Friday. And if he can't play these home games, he also can't play, although it would be one trip to San Francisco, uh, he can't play. He's not going to play in the games against the Knicks because that would have the same ordinance uh uh, yeah, implemented. but it's not it's not applicable. I don't think in San Francisco. I think there's an exemption for road players oh, coming okay. in. So that that game, I believe, he could play in, but he could not play in Madison Square Garden um, under these these current rules. It's look the Nets. They have been just hoping. And I think it's basically crossing their fingers that Kyrie would come around to the vaccine. That's why they have done. Everything possible, going back to Sean Marks' media availability about three weeks ago, to defuse this situation. They have been hoping that the threat of losing money, which is not the Nets saying we'll take away money, it's the NBA and the city, and the presence of Kevin Durant, his close friend, James Harden, a fellow superstar, would convince Kyrie to get the vaccine. To this point, and I've, I've checked in with Nets people almost every day trying to get a grasp on this. To this point, that hasn't happened. And as ESPN reported last night, and they're right, uh, the optimism is kind of waning here that Kyrie is going to get vaccinated by Friday. And and that puts the Nets in a whole in a very weird situation because not only, Dan, can Kyrie not play in these games, he clearly can't practice. And Steve Nash said yesterday he has no intention of, like, moving the Nets practices back to Jersey or wherever they used to practice in near the Meadowlands. Uh, they have a state-of-the-art facility in Brooklyn this built a few years ago. They're not doing that for Kyrie Irving. So this presents really, I mean, we use kind of phrases like this a lot, but an unprecedented situation evolving between Kyrie Irving and the Nets. Look, if he feels this strongly about it and doesn't want to play and, you know, he's going to retire and he wants to sit out the season, then fine. I mean, I, I understand it if he feels strongly about it. I just don't want this to be a, oh, uh, yeah, notice me, and I'm quirky, I'm interesting, and uh, hey, uh, all right, I'm going to get the vaccine. You know, I, it feels like that's where we're headed with Kyrie. As far as Ben Simmons, Ben is just sitting there, has his trade demand, and all of a sudden he looks up and goes, wait a minute, I'm losing how much money? What, yeah. what kind of reaction is uh, going on around the league with Ben Simmons? Well, the question team executives say to me isn't it isn't the Sixers resolve they're wondering about right now because the Sixers have not moved off their position that to obtain Ben Simmons, you've got to give up a lot. You've got to give us either a player, the equivalent of Ben Simmons or multiple players that would add up to the value of Ben Simmons. That has not changed over the last couple of weeks as this, you know, uh, the sit-out by Ben Simmons has happened. And the Sixers' position, and I get it, is that there's a lot of volatility at the top of the NBA right now. I mean, we don't know how Portland's season is going to start and what the Blazers' mindset might be in December about Damian Lillard and or C.J. McCollum. We also don't know if the Wizards come out of the gate slow. With Bradley Beal able to opt out at the end of the season, will they decide now is the time to deal Beal? So it doesn't make any sense for Philadelphia to deal Simmons right now. Uh, the Simmons side, though, like they've been told expressly that these checks, 
they ain't getting that money back. Like, that's not something like a team that trades for him can back pay him. This is gone. Like, the money he lost in that Toronto game on Monday, $360,000, that's gone. I don't know what the Sixers have been dinging him every single day, but that's gone. That's why the Sixers did a pretty shrewd thing when they put that money into escrow. I mean, I kind of described it in the column that it was basically a piggy bank that they could dig into whenever they wanted to, and up until about $8.25 million, and that's what they're going to do over the next month or so. If Ben Simmons sits out till mid-November, he'll lose like $7.5 million out of that money. So I think the question that comes up, I know the question that comes up amongst people around the league is just how resolved is Ben Simmons to lose that kind of money? You can say, well, he made $57 million in his career on court. He's made more off the court. It doesn't matter. Like That's millions of dollars that is gone. And I think people are wondering just how long Simmons will be okay with that. I still don't understand this. Ben Simmons plays poorly. He's mad that people expect him to play great since he's one of the top-end players. We keep hearing he's an all-star and he's a defensive player of the year. All of these great things. And then he gets sensitive and he wants to be traded. I, I So what am I missing here with Ben? Like, um, it, are there bad people here on the other side with, with Ben? And I know Joel Embiid and Doc Rivers said what they said, but all right, maybe they were being honest, tough thing to hear. But, you know, when, why doesn't Ben Simmons put on his big boy pants and say, you know what, I'm going to show you guys. I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to earn your trust again instead of saying, I want out. Trade me. Well, Simmons' position is that the Sixers don't want him back because they want to continue building on the Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris group. They want him back to see him play well over a couple of months, get his trade value back up, and then deal him away. Ben Simmons just isn't down with that. I mean, all that being said, he's still getting paid. Like, this is your job. You signed this contract. You didn't have to sign a long-term deal with Philadelphia a couple of years ago. You chose to. And because of that, you have to show up regardless of what the 76ers ultimately want to do with you. And I agree with you that, you know, this is not like Philadelphia committed some kind of cardinal sin against him. Doc Rivers said something he most certainly regrets right now. Joel Embiid just says anything, and some of the stuff that comes out of his mouth uh, is, is definitely critical of Ben Simmons. But who cares? I mean, if that's the worst thing the 76ers have done to you, lots of other players have experienced yeah. a lot worse, including Joel Embiid early during the process. So, I mean, Simmons doesn't want to come back because he thinks that if he plays well by mid-December or February at the latest, he's gone. But that's the price of signing that contract and being paid like a max player. All right, your uh, yearly Laker uh, prediction title Disaster, something in between. This gets clipped, and I wind up. This is like, you know, it's like the low-hanging fruit to pick against the Lakers this year because I don't know how it works, and a lot of people, most of the people I talk to around the league don't really know how it works. I mean, the Lakers, assuming Anthony Davis buys into playing center, they could be really good. I mean, Davis at the five, LeBron at the four, two shooters around Westbrook, I can see how that works. I can also see how Westbrook's presence makes them an elite regular season team because Westbrook has proven he can win regular season games basically on his own. So you can rest LeBron, rest AD. If injuries come up, you've got a player that can win games. But when you get into the playoffs, 
Westbrook is a career 30% three-point shooter. Like, he's at 31% last season. You, you can't really get around that. And he's been at his best when he has the ball in his hands. In the playoffs, you want the ball in LeBron James's hands. You want the ball at times in Anthony Davis's hands. You don't want the ball in Russell Westbrook's hands because that, not since the days of Oklahoma City, has that proven to be an effective strategy in the postseason. So uh, there are lots of reasons to bet against the Lakers this year. Okay. So that's the quote we're going to pull. I don't know. No, I, 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 Lakers in the finals. I'm going with that. <laughs> Lakers in the finals. I, I, if we're wrong, everybody else is wrong too. Like I'm, I just, I've eaten that that Lakers going to miss the playoffs <laughs> quote video for like four, was it three years now? Like every time it comes up, it'll come up. So I'm going to clip it today. Like why would you ask Chris Maddox about the Lakers? Here's what he said. And, like, that comes up every single year when the discussion turns to the Lakers. Here's one of our favorites from Chris Mannix. I think, first of all, Spain is stacked. I mean, they're a team with, you know. Yeah. Hey, shout out Pau Gasol on a great career. Hall of Fame is next, based largely on your career with the Spanish national team. All right, here's uh, one more. Blazers, Sixers in the finals. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's unedited. I, I reject the idea that we just randomly pull quotes from Mannix and then replay them endlessly. I, great offense to that. Yes, McLovin. Was that from 1977 or what year was yeah, that? Yeah, when Bill Walton was there. They faced Dr. J. That's a great call. Great call. Doesn't there have to, wasn't there like a preamble to that Blazers-Sixers uh, No, we quote? cut that Didn't out. Didn't you like ask me of like a bold prediction of some kind? Yeah, maybe, I, maybe I, not. Who fathom. knows? Who knows? Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Chris. You got it, Dan. That's the great Chris Mannix, Sports Illustrated NBA senior writer. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the. I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what too is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I didn't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, or you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. 
This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. I want to thank our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. Panini America has everything you need. A premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL and NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. If you're looking for rookie sensations, they've got that. How about timeless legends? They've got that. Panini America also breaking new ground on NIL, featuring the biggest names. Caitlin Clark's in there, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and so many more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net. Some of the first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands. They got Prism, Select, Donruss, and so many more. And you got Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Spent a lot of time talking about Urban Meyer today and his future. Michael Silver, host of Pass It Down podcast, Washington football team contributor, formerly with Sports Illustrated, Yahoo, the NFL Network, had some uh, quotes yesterday from the Jacksonville locker room, including one that said that uh, we looked at him, Urban Meyer, and basically WTF. Right when he left, everyone started dying laughing, and he knew it. Michael Silver joins us. Now, walk me through yesterday, meanings, uh, players, like um, a statement from the owner. Urban has his uh, weekly radio show. Where where are we with uh, the Jags and Urban Meyer? Well, Dan, uh, this got off to a really poor start, uh, especially earlier this season with the players. Uh, and so the latest, uh, you know, scandal or fiasco or whatever you want to call it, has just exacerbated that. But a lot of players in that locker room felt that he came in acting like he knew everything, kind of denigrating them, denigrating other coaches, denigrating the NFL in general. And so when one player told me yesterday he didn't have a lot of credibility to begin with, that's what was being referred to. And then, of course, you start out, you lose a couple. They catch you on the hot mic telling another NFL head coach, man, it's like Alabama every week, which, you know, in and of itself isn't a horrible thing to say, but kind of adds to the cascade of negative feeling in that locker room. Like, is this guy over his head? And then they also feel like he doesn't level with them all the time. And so you take all of that background, 
doesn't fly home with the team after a tough uh, defeat, uh, you know, says he wants to spend time with his family. The videos surfaced. Now, if he had gone into the Monday team meeting, which was scheduled, and said to the team, hey, I'm an idiot. I screwed up. It's on me. I made us look bad. Uh, he had a chance to maybe, you know, pull through that and move on to, you know, the next stage of the season. But he canceled the meeting. No explanation. Uh, I'm told that he tried to get a player and some assistant coaches to do some of the cleanup, uh, none of which transpired. Uh, he may not have leveled with ownership, which is a, a more serious situation. And then he finally went position group by position group, kind of popped in and, and gave a story that nobody believed. Uh, and so uh, that's why you heard the laughter. Okay. He might not have been truthful with ownership about what? Um, the nature of what was seen on the video. Um, and uh, it's possible that he wasn't truthful with ownership as to whether he had addressed the players and handled the issue. Um, you know, I, I'm told that he may have portrayed to ownership that he did do that when, in fact, as I said, there was no team meeting. Why not just fire him? Um, you know, I think two things. If you're Shad Khan, you went way out on a limb to make this move and make a big splash, and uh, you have a lot invested in it, not just financially, which I'm sure he can afford, easy for me to say, uh, but, um, you know, emotionally and in terms of your own capital. So I think there's a sense like we'd love not to give up on this. And then the other reason is just you're probably mad at the way things are going and the thought of just giving him a buyout uh, is infuriating. Now, could you fire him for cause? I think, you know, it would be irresponsible if they're not having those discussions, at least internally and possibly with the NFL in terms of contract language and what, you know, could you actually uh, get away with firing for cause? And all of that, Dan, could just be, hey, maybe let's get to a settlement uh, situation. So it could go that way where, both sides want to end it and they, they settle on a number in the middle. Uh, it could be that he shot Khan gets so fed up that he fires him and pays the money. It could be that urban quits on his own and walks away from the money. That seems unlikely. Uh, or it could be that they just go on, try to get past it and hope they can actually do something they haven't done in more than a year. And that's win a football game. Is it sustainable though? Is, is his tenure sustainable? You know, it's the, the biggest issue for me is if the players are openly laughing at him, right? So uh, the NFL is not college football. These are not young men with dreams of getting paid who you can control and uh, manipulate. Uh, this is, you know, these are alphas for the most part, guys who have funneled through an incredibly narrow funnel to get to the highest level and uh, they crave honesty, even when it's what they don't want to hear. And so he needs to start convincing them that he is sincere and honest. And, and is that salvageable? I don't know. I mean, I, Dan, like I've known you a long time. I feel like you could do that because I know you and I know you are a sincere person and you call it like you see it. My sense of Urban, who I don't know very well, is that he might not be wired that way. Yeah, I just wonder if these next two games, how important these next two games are. You have one at home, you have one in London. 
Um, and then I think you have a bye week after that. So handicap the next three weeks here. <laughs> well, first of all, you don't want to see a really empty stadium at home. You don't want to see fans, you know, holding signs that are super embarrassing. They may, you don't want to see a team that looks like it quit. Most of all, uh, if you get through that next one, then you go to London. So, you know, urban's been linked previously with USC. Let's remember the Lane Kiffin situation where he didn't even get to get on the plane. Well, that's one thing when it's an hour flight uh, or where, you know, wherever, can't remember where the tarmac was. Maybe it was a couple hours away and Lane Kiffin had to go book a flight home because he got fired after a game. You don't want that to happen in London because that is a long, awkward uh, walk through Heathrow. And then, you know, a lot of people on the plane kind of going, wait, isn't that? Oh, yeah, right. Uh, so, yeah, Urban uh, I think he needs, most of all, the team needs to look like they're playing hard. Yeah, I wonder about that. Do do the players want to play hard? Like consciously, I guess you do. Subconsciously, you may not want to. Right. It's, a, it's, it's not as simple as we're not going to play hard. I think it's football is a game. We talked about sincerity. Uh, it's, insincerity gets rooted out really fast in football. And so you could tell yourself, yeah, I want to do well, but – that might not translate to letting your arm get bent back at an unnatural angle to make a play or throwing your shoulder, you know, into a block. And so you see the teams that, you know, ascend to the highest level, they're playing for something, each other, what, you know, the coach, their belief, they're doing something collectively and fighting through all of that. And so you could say the Jags can, you know, get together and say, you know, screw the coach. We're doing this for us. Let's go, rah, rah, rah. But then, you know, it gets a little hot out and, you know, the other team is, uh, you know, a little more committed. It, it can go downhill really fast. Yeah, I just don't know if the story is simmering right now. It feels like it's open season on Urban Meyer. I don't know if other things will come out here in the coming weeks. I, very, very uh, fair journalistic sensibility, right? I have the same sensibility. And we hear rumblings. And I think the... F you know, to me, the biggest red flag is um, he tried to BS his way through it initially, at least internally, right? So that's a bad sign. It would be one thing if he just said, yeah, I mean, I think if a coach said to his players, I, you know, I think, I think if an NFL head coach walked into a locker room and said to his players, you saw a video of me, I was drunk, I was stupid, uh, I was caught up in the moment with a girl, and I apologize for that transgression i think most players could relate and most humans would say okay it was it was dumb but it's uh you know no, nobody's perfect but uh, i think when it starts feeling shady and rationalized and uh not totally truthful not only do you not trust the person but you wonder as you said is there that's gonna come out because you're almost daring people now to to uncover that Michael, great to catch up with you as always. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate you, Dan. That's Michael Silver, host of Pass It Down podcast, a Washington football team contributor, formerly with Sports Illustrated Yahoo and the NFL Network.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. 